Hi everyone, welcome to another installment of Dublin Tech Talks. As always, we're brought to you with the support of Icon Accounting. Icon have been in business in Ireland for many years now. They provide a whole range of services for independent contractors and you can find all the information on what they do and how they can help on iconaccounting.com. I'm joined today by Gareth Cassidy. Um, Gareth is the CEO of Trezio. Trezio essentially provide a financial safety net for the ever-growing population of independent gig workers. And Gareth is going to talk to us today about the changes in that industry and how his business and his technology and platform are helping people. Hi, Gareth. Thanks uh, for joining us today. Nice to see you again. How are you keeping? Good, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for having me. It's great. Um, we actually, I, interestingly, over the last... A year or so, I've seen um, you know, a, a rise in in um, new businesses or products that are in some way, you know, in that gig economy ecosystem. So, there, you know, I know there's a whole load of talk about the future of work and how things are changing. But do you want to just tell us a little bit about, you know, what it was that you guys spotted that you know led to the the birth of Trezio? Yeah. So myself and Flavian is my co-founder and CTO. We were working early on. Uh, probably back in late 2016, 2016 on you know, financial services and kind of finance for micro businesses, self-employed freelancers. And it was really, it was really out of, out of having that kind of customer, customer conversations and interviews that we realized that a simple bank account or slightly better bank account for what we were, for the cohort we were looking at wasn't really the challenge. So we were, we were very quickly focused in on individual workers. So independent workers in the kind of broadest term, so that's self-employed, that's gig workers. Um, and, and, and really try to get deeply into understanding what their challenges were. And what that really highlighted was a couple of things. One, the, the challenge of not having an employer really, and not having that kind of, that kind of wrapper around you now call it yeah. kind of safety net wrapper around from thing as fundamental as just not knowing how much you're going to earn any week. So mm-hmm. the, the thing that was very clear with these, with, with these people, with the vast majority of people is they'd made a conscious choice to work this way because they wanted the flexibility. They wanted to, to set their own hours and not be there and, and not have a boss, mm-hmm. but that meant they knew they were giving up a lot. They were giving up a huge a stability and, and therefore they were really at, at all earnings levels. And many of them were just struck, which just struggled on that kind of week to week, month to month kind of churn of, of having enough money to cover bills and then really not having the kind of other financial other, other access to other financial products. So really struggling to go beyond the kind of basic bank account. So in Ireland, UK, Europe, it's not that they're unbanked, it's that they're underbanked mm-hmm. and, and the banks. And when you look at the other side, the banks and insurers just don't know how to deal with it. They, they, they don't fit in the box of being either a, an employee or a traditional business. So it's just a real struggle. So that was kind of where we came at. And then we just worked on, well, what are the needs we need to solve? And the first one was kind of solving that kind of base level stability. And that's where a lot of people have heard of us around income smoothing and kind of helping people manage and, and, and kind of credit and lending. But that was really just the start. And then it's building a kind of a, a, a very comprehensive safety net for these workers and that's portable. So kind of portable benefits really playing into your future work as more and more people work independently more and more people have multiple earning sources. It no longer makes sense for these benefits to be attached to who they're working for, um, which is a big discussion in the who should protect who. Yeah. And therefore it's a solution that, 
that they can own. It's theirs. They can take it with them and then they can have the protection. And longer term, really, the vision is then that they can then access the normal financial services that are outside that. So they then do have the kind of a financial profile that an employee would have mm. so that banks can engage. The risk profile is similar and they can get mortgages. They can get other insurance and, and have the same aspirations. Mm. And has it been a consequence of like the world is changing in terms of how people engage and, you know, how people are employed or start deliver services. And I, I, on the one hand, it seems that, you know, the existing structure and, and organizations have been quite happy to push a lot of the employee risk away and, you know, okay, we'll engage with you in that way. That suits us fine. But, but how, why has there been a reticence or, or a slowness to, to kind of build a, a, you know, a new model or a new system that supports that? So the old model was built probably nearly a hundred years ago by mm. the likes of Ford, Cadbury's, like large mm. manufacturing companies who stepped in, you know, the, the government in the US and in, in the UK, say particularly would have taken some element, but private business took a large element to that. Mm. But it was designed for large employment base. They engaged the products. And so it was, it was all designed around that. I think there's probably two pieces of play. One, there is a very clear evidence that the vast bulk of people working this way. So yes, there's, yes, there's an impression that companies are pushing people this way. And quite clearly there's some of that, but actually there's a demand coming from the other side to work that way as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, so, and, and, and there's another angle to it that's clear is we as consumers are pushing it as well. So we're pushing for this on demand, always available, you know, environment, that creates massive variation in demand and supply that wouldn't have been there before. We were all in the past willing to wait a week for something. That meant companies yeah. could smooth their, their demand out or wait a month for something. We're not anymore. Mm. So, so that, that's driven a need for companies to do it, a need for companies to find more flexible ways of doing it because they wouldn't be able to offer that service that way. Mm. But fundamentally, and this is a real problem, it's a policy problem, is a lot of the companies that are doing this are prevented from actually providing some of the protections because okay. that could result in a trigger of the worker being flipped to being you know yeah. seen as an employee mm. and obviously there's a view that that would be good there's also a view that that would be bad because the workers don't want it mm. the workers don't want to have the, a lot of the implication of that is shift work only mm. being able to work for one employer being very limited versus people on average three four five workers so so that's the kind of trade-off and and it is one that's there's a big kind of policy discussion that needs to that's going on and needs to go on so uber very recently the ceo of uber recently came out and said they've said it before things mm. need to change yeah. you know we want and we are ready to to make contributions towards this thing but it has to be a standard way. Everybody has to be on the same level playing field. Mm. Um, and, and, and laws need to change to enable it because there's some issues in the US with actually doing it. Um, so that's the kind of challenge. You're in this gray area of where do these people sit in terms of worker status? How do you create a new protection? So we're in that, I describe it as we're in that kind of almost that storming mode of change. Like we've, you know, if you're almost that head bashing mode of yeah. new versus old and, you know, old is trying to push new back, but it's, it's like trying to push a rock uphill. And, and actually what, what we're very, what we're very passionate about is this change is happening. People, it, there's a lot of good to the change. Let's fix, let's make, let's put a structure in place to fix some of the downsides mm -hmm. and then people can really actually engage with it.
Cool. So I think while policymakers spend a decade trying to figure this out, you you know you'll be well on your way to. That's exactly it. So we want to we want to and we work with policymakers <clears throat> very heavily. So in the UK, we're part of a number of UK government initiatives, mm-hmm. um, but but policy changes slowly. So it's yeah. it's it's working with policymakers to make sure that we can do something that doesn't that on balance isn't going to trigger things. It's in the workers' interest and gives them the appropriate protect. It starts to build appropriate protections. And we work with the companies and platforms as well because they actually, there's two sides. So, you know, from a, from a pure HR point of view, they have the same challenges of attracting talent, retaining talent, yeah. rewarding talent, but they're much more constrained with self-employed. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they also, as the Uber example shows, most of them recognize they have an obligation and, are, and want yeah. to find a way to discharge some of that obligation. Mm-hmm. So come on to that in a sec. So if we just kind of break down the, the, your customer profile. So from an individual perspective, what is it that you can actually help? If someone's watching here today and said, look, I, I fit in that category, you know, how can you help them? What is it that you offer? So right now, um, we're very much focused on, uh, and they're, yeah, I'm going to use blue collar. That's an unfair term, kind of yeah, skill, skill, skilled and semi-skilled rather than professions, as in, as in our tradition professions. Sure. But we see cab drivers and couriers as professionals. They are professional drivers. So our, one of our core sectors at the moment is what we call professional drivers. So that's couriers or cab drivers. Mm-hmm. So in that world, you know, if we take on the deliver, courier side where they might be, and courier is delivery, so most of these professional couriers have migrated to the likes of Uber and Deliveroo, et cetera, because mm. they actually get better pay, better flexibility and better options. Um, uh, so, so, but their challenge is quite simply quiet week. So that, you know, si- things are cyclical. Weeks can be quiet. Mm. Uh, weeks can be busy. So the first bit we do is help them manage that variability of earnings. The, these workers at that level, struggle to access affordable credit so they are in a study in the us 80 percent more likely than an employee to use friends and family when they're in trouble and 50 percent more likely to use payday loans because oh that yeah. is reality their only choice yeah. so we our service provides a first level of kind of credit which which both helps with the with the management of their earnings but also helps build that track record so they can access mm-hmm. credit and um, mm-hmm. so that's one that's one very concrete piece in terms of that concern around what happens if i have to take a day off to look at to take my kid to the doctor mm. or in covid land what happens if i've got to take two weeks so we've got people who are in this impossible position where if they can't work they get nothing they have mm. no very very minimal state protection which they have to wait five or six weeks for anyway so yeah. they're in we put them in this impossible position in covid so that's that's the first bit and and also then being able to build up buffers so they can take a week off and that kind of stuff and just manage that easily. Mm. But then the next le- level of it is we also then ensure those earnings. So depending on what level they're at either. So if, if they, if they have an accident, if they fall off their motorbike or if they fall off a ladder at home and break their ankle, they can't work mm. like a normal, you know, it's like an employer we've insured, we've effectively insured their income on their behalf so that you know they depending on the level everyone is at least insured for accident so they get up to six months of earnings up to a certain level if they have an accident and can't work so just to protect you know they can protect against short term with credit and long-term issues with insurance and then we've added and that that also can cover sickness so if they're sick and can't work and are off for more than a week then they can actually get a a sick pay plan so that's that that's kind of where we are now and most of our so the, the persona of early workers is customers in the uk is 
in the delivery space, largely Brazilian, because that's a community that are in that space very heavily, earning, you know, 500 to 750 a week, some of them a little bit higher, but, you know, not on, not on particularly low, way, you know, low, you know, kind of mid, mid, mid-level earnings, working really hard, generally working for three or four mm-hmm. uh, companies at the same time and varying and, and through COVID hedging, like where the work is coming from. And, and really, but really, really at that kind of margin of insecurity, you know, you know, non-native speakers, no government, no employer protections. A lot of them have, a lot of them have families. Um, A lot of them are the one who who are the one with the flexible job. So if the kid is sick, they are the one who have to take the time off to take the kids to the doctor because the wife might be a nurse or a teacher or something like Mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's and then the other sector we're working in right now is the home care sector so people in social care and homes in due course we'll move to others but that's kind of our focus yeah. right now and is, is there anything beyond the financial kind of safety net yeah so we, we have a few other bits we've, we've built in more recently so one of the options in some of the bundles is a uh, online telemedicine solution built out and planned before covid timing is, um <laughs> went live for after covid um, uh, obviously the general uh, medical side has has become more online anyway so that that's yeah. that's kind of and then there's we we've built in we've started to build in uh, some kind of employee perks and discounts and cashback so mm-hmm. we're just at the early stage of that we and they're the kind of thing, so what we want to do is bring things that that an employee would traditionally have make yeah. some optionality for people but also really important to keep it simple so being insured isn't about them going and finding an insurance broker and thinking about what cover they have it's about mm-hmm. we've a membership here here's something that we think here's what's appropriate like yeah. if you go and work for a company and they have a sick plan they don't ask you what mm-hmm. exactly terms of the sick plan do you want it's yeah. kind of, here's here's the deal Mm, okay and then so the, the other side of that then if you're if you're a business that engages regularly with you know a large population yeah. of these transient and flexible workers yeah. um you know can can they plug into your ecosystem yeah so well? so so yeah our one of our key pieces and we've 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 had a lot of success in this and are just about to start scaling it is working with those companies to effectively give them uh, a, a value add for their workers yeah either in some cases where they will actually fund some level of the, of the you actually will fund some level of the protection. Mm-hmm. Um, so the customer gets introduced to Trezio and they will, and they will agree to, to subsidize a certain amount of, of membership yeah. um, either for everyone or what, this is where dealing with long tail is always a challenge. So you've got platforms where maybe 60% of their workers do two or three hours a week. So you know, that's yeah. just, whereas what they're really trying to focus on is, and what we're focused on is the ones who are really professional. So yeah. some of them do need to set thresholds, but that's mm-hmm. okay. And, and, and then others, it is just, uh, and some of this comes down to the level of concern around employee status and things like that. And what is the rest mm-hmm. of their model? Some mm-hmm. of them it is, it's a trusted referral. It's a, here's yeah. a solution we think will help you we have some APIs to help simplify things. And then that just allows them to differentiate to sh- and also to just show that they mm-hmm. care. So in a post-COVID world, yes, we know this challenge for these workers. We're doing things to get put things in front of them to help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, that feeds into <clears throat> attraction, retention, mm, but exactly. also yeah, worker so it's, utilization. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's, 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 it feeds into attraction, retention. It feeds into some of, the, some of the ones we're working with are building in kind of almost reward type programs. So we'll fund mm-hmm. this amount on general, but actually if you, if you do certain other things, you can actually get a, get a further upgrade. Cool. Um, cool. 
So what, what do you think are the, the main challenges for, for, for the worker, you know, going forward? Is, is, it, is it just being able to effectively plan and, and, you know, look after their own affairs or, you know, is it, is it, are there more challenges that they face? I think that there's a whole, there's a whole, I mean, in this, in this world, there's a whole, there's a whole range of challenges. Um, there's obviously the, the, the in, in terms of just in the moment and in the kind of current, there's the challenge of dealing with that. If they, if, if they're, if they've chosen to work flexibly and it's not for everyone, then it's dealing with the financial situation you have there. We all know dealing with finances is challenging, even as an employee, but they have an extra layer. And there's a huge, one of the key things, there's a huge kind of cognitive load in that. So people yeah. are spending all of their kind of effectively capacity they have for finance dealing in the here and now of this week, next week. Therefore, mm-hmm. They just don't have the capacity or time or, yeah. or, or mental capacity to actually think about what, how do I plan long term. So that's what yeah. we're trying to do is build that. So it's, it's getting to a point where you can then start to put in place the longer term plans. That's one. I mean, the other challenges are things like, you know, the world is moving much faster. So a lot of, some of these roles are also used as a transition. So if mm-hmm. we think of COVID, one of the challenges, one of the big challenges coming out of COVID is going to be the, the, the matching of demand and supply has been even more exacerbated. Like mm. businesses don't know what their demand is going to be. Therefore, it's really hard for them to commit to employ to workers. Mm. Workers are sitting, having been furloughed or laid off, struggling yeah. to get full-time jobs. Well, actually, if we can do this responsibly, we can actually create a way that actually allows people to re-engage and rebuild. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what about the technology? Clearly, that's the, the stuff that we're, we're interested yeah. in um, yeah. on, on our side. So you, uh, the app, it's, it's super simple, really clean. Yeah, so, yeah, so we've a, the, the service is mobile only. Yeah. Um, so it's not mobile for first, it's mobile yeah. only. So we've, uh, it may in due course, sorry, most of our customers wouldn't necessarily have a PC. So yeah. they might have a tablet, but they're all, they're mobile workers who are out and about working. They have mobiles. So it's mobile, it's mobile onboarding. So, so our, our solution underneath is, is an account, it's insurance, it's credit, but it's fully digital, fully online. You can... Mm-hmm. You know, you can onboard to a fully to Trezio in less than five minutes. Um, you get a fully functioning account. You get, you know, a whole load of other setups. Um, so yeah, we're we're kind of cross-platform from a tech point of view. We're using React Native on the on the kind of on the mobile side across yeah. iOS, Android, and um, you know .NET Core on the back end. Uh, so we've built a very very comprehensive, you know, simple front end app. But on top of what is what a quite a complicated piece of managing all of their payments, managing all their earnings, managing credit, mm-hmm. and all of the other kind of add-on benefits. And has has open banking and all of those changes been the thing that has kind of opened all this up? Or? So yeah, so so what, actually that's a good, that's a very good point about why now. So self-employment, mm-hmm. we're not just talking about gig economy and the new stuff. Self-employment's been around forever. Yeah. So there's a couple of things why now. One, there is that growth in in flexible in flexible workers. But it is also the advent of open bank of APIs, even pre-open banking and open banking. So that's a core part. So we use that as part of that five-minute onboarding. That we're using open banking to take a historic look at people, so that we can both help understand their earnings and set that kind of smoothing piece. But importantly, because these customers struggle to access credit, their yeah. traditional way of looking at credit isn't isn't necessarily the best way. So we also use their transaction data and, and some other source data sources to actually be able to take a fuller view of the customer. And then the other key thing that's changed is digitization. So yeah. the movement to digital payments, you know, the reduction in cash, all of that is a big change. It's much harder to do this with cash-based yeah. type um, services. 
for sure. Okay. So is there anything else that you'd like people to know? I mean, if people are interested in, you know, if they've got a large workforce or, you know, if they're just an individual, um, you has, how do they best go about getting so, into So if, if, if people, website? I mean, right, right now we operate in the UK. So, mm -hmm. so um, we're live in the UK. We're authorized by the FCA. So that's our kind of our, uh, our operating market. If people have, if people work in those kind of sectors, transportation, logistics, care, that's our, or, or others with that they think could be relevant. I mean, that's where we've started and, and have those kind of workforces then yeah, we're very interested in, we're very interested in having a conversation and see how we can support them. And we use the term independent because there isn't really a clean line between, there's a clean line in law between self-employed and employed, maybe, yeah. but there isn't as clean a line, like agency workers have a lot of similar issues. So those people who are a mixture. Um, so in that kind of sector, definitely interested, you know, over the coming months, hopefully we will be building out our tech team more in, in Dublin. So at the moment we're kind of structured, we've, uh, tech team in Dublin and kind of front end sales and marketing and risk team in London. And um, so we will certainly be doing that. So keep an eye out for, for roles. You know, we'll have some really, really exciting roles, particularly on the data side as well. As we, as we scale up where we're, we have a, a lot of data and we want to make sure we use that data to help the customers. Great. Well, look, as that stuff comes, we'll, we'll be happy yeah. to push that out to the yeah. community. But um, look, thanks for that. It's great to hear. I mean, it, I don't know if it's a consequence of, of how the world is changing or just that I'm kind of personally interested in that, but I just seem to be seeing more and more businesses, um, you know, who are really strong, strongly purpose led and, mm. and have a good kind of you yeah. know, social outcome. So and I think what you guys are doing is great and, and best of luck with it. So thanks for talking today. Thank you, David. It was great. And thanks everyone for uh, watching today. We've decided we're going to keep going with the with the virtual stuff. It's going to be a mix of these kind of company profiling as well as uh, virtual meetups. So if you want to be kept informed of all of that, you should um, go to meetup.com and look for Dublin Tech Talks and join our fast growing community. Uh, likewise, you know, you can just like and share um, anything you see on our page on LinkedIn. So thanks to Gareth for sharing his uh, story today. and We will see you all again pretty soon. Thanks.